So what a day, what a day, what a day, what a day. What been goings on? Hang on. My relaxation music likes to get loud right when I'm trying to do something. Man, it's been like, so I was chilling. I, was, I, my dog was barking and carrying on for some reason. Then I, I figured it must be the mailman outside. So I step out onto my porch and he's like, you know, hey, do you want your mail? And I was like, yeah, you know. And uh, so he kind of, he put it in the little opening between my gate and my fence and I walked down and got it and um, it was cool, it was good because there was like a check in it there was a check in the mail um, from my, this new job I, I started and it wasn't a big check but it was something you know and uh, so I'd go to my bank to I was gonna do a deposit and get cash back. And they're like, well, because it's a business account, you have to deposit the whole thing. And I'm like, well, just send it back. So I take it to Walmart to get it cashed. And the cashier at the bank had already put her stamp on it. And then she X'd it out. So then the Walmart clerk, you know, she goes and gets approval to cash it. And we did, we went through it twice and their system declined it. It's like, good grief, you know. And it's, so by that point, all the banks were closed. So I guess tomorrow I have to start again. <laughs> try to cash this check or something or just deposit it in my business checking account and then go get it later like Monday or something retarded something stupid pardon me um that's like just the weird stuff man it's so hard to just live life anymore the banks are coming up with like new policies new rules you know, like this business checking account that I have, that they're not gonna, they're gonna, what was it, phase out sole proprietorship. I'm, I'm certain they can't completely do it, but you have to be registered with the state in some way, shape, or form. And so, you know, it's just a pain in the butt. You know, to just have some little, you know, thing that, like, I just raise money to put on events in my town. I don't profit from it, you know, but because the bank kept screwing up my personal checking account, and it's like, I know I had funds in there when I made these transactions, and then the person entering the the transactions or, you know, whatever they do come Monday, 
they do it a different in a different order or do it something and then I'm overdrawn it's like no 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 there was money in there when those transactions were made or I had a I have jobs where I can cash out from an app and get paid instantly well you only get so many deposits on your debit card why don't you just sign up for direct deposit well, that's not how the companies that I work for do it. They're gig jobs. They want to deposit your money on a debit card. You know, and it's like, man, this little bank with the headquarters is Columbus, Ohio. They have a branch in two towns near me and one in Fairlawn, Ohio. So a total of four branches or I don't, even, I don't know if the headquarters is just a headquarters or if it's a branch itself they may have three branches and they're, they're like treating their customers like crap and coming up with new rules and new policies and some of the new policies are being adopted by banks all over uh, or the new regulations and things like that but it's like ugh, you know if you're a little bank with three branches, you need to run yourself like you're a small town bank, not like you're, you know, Citibank or Huntington Bank or, uh, you know, one of the big national companies that can afford to, you know, lose customers because your tellers screw up or your person that's entering data screws up and causes someone's account to be overdrawn. Or, you know, you know me by my first name. You see me on the street all the time. Just, you know, deposit 80% of my check and let me get the 20% that I want to take out back. I mean, it's my business account. It's not <laughs> a corporation, you know. But... I mean, it's just weird. I mean, you know, I keep a ledger where I know... I mean, sometimes I put my own money into the events that I put on. So, I mean, it kind of is like my checking account. Because sometimes I'm using my own money. <clears throat> it, but, you know, I have a ledger and I keep track of all my money in and out for each event and each thing. And I always make sure I end up with zero so that, you know, nobody can say I'm taking money away from the events. Even though sometimes it's my money that I put into it. But just stupid stuff, man. Rules, 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 and regulations. But I guess it is what it is. Thank goodness I work in the gig economy and I can go out and make money any time I feel like turning on an app on my phone. But, I don't know, man. Tomorrow's supposed to be a stormy day in Ohio. So, hopefully I can get that check cash so I have some breathing room and not have to go to work. <laughs> not work in the, a tornado or something. But, um, as you know, one of my favorite, favorite things is uh, 
professional wrestling, WWE, and uh, AEW. I used to be like Ring of Honor fanatical. Back when we had 35mm cameras and not cameras on our cell phones. I have like photo albums and photo albums of nothing but pictures. I snapped at uh, Ring of Honor wrestling shows. And uh, I'm a photography nerd. Uh, it's one of my hobbies. But I've followed this... Um, there's somebody in WWE, well, I'm talking about three women wrestlers, actually. Um, Liv Morgan. They took her off TV to refresh her character, refresh her gimmick. And they basically, she come back as the same person, but just in different ring attire. And she's been putting on some good matches. She has the microphone skills almost has the wrestling skills. I mean, she can do some, you know, pretty awesome things in the ring. And I guess uh on uh was it Monday Night Raw, they edited her match in a way she didn't like. So she was on social media, you know, thanks for editing my match to make me look bad and uh thanks for at least posting pictures of my match. Even though you edited it, edited it. So, see how it goes with her. Cause, I mean, if you're not in WWE, there's not a lot of places for you to wrestle right now. Uh, you know, there's all elite wrestling, but they're kind of booked up. You know, they said they've given out all the big contracts they're going to. Uh, but they did just recently bring in um, Brody Lee, as he's known. Uh, they've got uh, FTR, former WWE tag team that WWE didn't use proper. So if you're a big, big name, you know, like the FTR were in WWE, they'll bring you in. You know, if you're Brody Lee, uh, who's doing a putting on awesome matches and has an awesome gimmick you know uh, they'll they'll bring you in and use you same thing obviously they're going to bring in Matt Hardy because he's Matt Hardy um, and they probably would have brought Jeff in but Jeff wants to I think Jeff wants to finish his career in WWE um, tonight on WWE Smackdown they had a tribute to Undertaker, or The Undertaker, however you want to say his name. Uh, because he's recently basically said he's done with wrestling, he's retiring. Because he wants to, t to spend time with his small children and his hot wife. Who can blame him? Uh, he's had a great you know, 30 year run in WWE. And, uh, but Jeff Hardy got down in the ring. There's kind of a famous pose the Undertaker used to use after his matches where he would be down on one knee and Paul Bearer, his manager, would be holding this golden urn and the Taker would reach his hand out to the urn 
And uh, there's a, a GIF now going around the internet of Jeff Hardy doing that pose uh, towards a big picture of Undertaker uh, outside of their, their big screen they have at the entrance ramp. That was a pretty cool little tribute to Taker. I guess Charlotte Flair has been wrestling through an injury. Uh, so Monday night on Raw, they had her mysteriously attacked by Nia Jax. Um, and so she's going to go out and have surgery get this uh, injury taken care of. I've also heard she's going to do some television shows. Uh, I don't know what she's going to do in television. Um, I've seen a lot of photo shoots with her on the internet, just general modeling. I haven't found out what her injury is yet, but it's something that uh, has been nagging her for a while, and now she's going to get it fixed. Um, She's been going non-stop, you know, in the women's division for two years now. Um, so that that's going to be pretty interesting to see when she comes back. Some people are saying not till uh, Survivor Series, and others are saying Royal Rumble. And maybe they'll hold her out till Royal Rumble to have her win, and then. Uh, you know, have a WrestleMania match. Who knows? She won last year's Royal Rumble, so I don't know if they'll have her win it two years in a row. But even if she comes back, you know, that's always a big pop when somebody's been out for a while. And then they come back at Rumble. And we still have uh, the Tessa Blanchard uh, in Impact Wrestling um, thing going on. Tessa is still in Mexico as far as I know. She's officially been uh, let go from Impact Wrestling. Now, I've heard that her contract expired June 13th, but they were going to work something out where she came back at Slammiversary, lost the world title in this five-way match which is now down to a three-way match because Tessa is fired and Michael Elgin is fired among the hashtag speaking out movement. So uh, he was sending pictures of his private parts to women who uh, evidently didn't want said pictures. I don't know, but that's what's going on there. Um, to political thunks, thoughts, and feelings. Uh, I was watching a little speech with uh, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, and he was talking about the police reform bill that uh, he and some other senators wanted to get passed. And, you know, one of, some of the things he mentioned were, you know, uh, one, they want to have something open, you know, uh, and they want to, he wants to have open dialogue and open working relations with the Democrats. 
And, you know, he said for years of his life, all his life, he was, you know, told, well, because you're black, you're supposed to be a Democrat. And, you know, he said, no, I don't want to be, you know, just led down the road. And it, that's all in this speech about uh, the police reform bills that they're trying to work on. Uh, but, you know, he didn't want to just be led down the road by the Democrats. You know, he wanted to have open discussion and things. Uh, and so, but the point was that he made that, you know, states could have taken care of these problems years ago. Uh, you know, these problems always happen in Democrat-run states and cities. He said, that's what he said. Uh, I wish I wouldn't have deleted the video, but maybe I'll be able to find it and link it in the description. Uh, but, you know, he goes on and on about this, and he's right. You know, states could have done a lot, you know, a long time ago. Uh, but I, you know, honestly, I've had many interactions with police. Generally, they're just, you know, as far as me breaking the law, it usually involves traffic. <coughs> I haven't gotten a speeding ticket in quite a while. I've gotten a few seatbelt violations. Um, you know, and sometimes, truthfully, that's an officer cutting you a break. Um, because there have been times when I knew I was wearing my seatbelt and he pulled me over for something that would have been like points on my license and, uh, you know, a higher fine. And, but they'll, they'll give you the, the, hey, I, I noticed you weren't wearing your seatbelt. Did you put that on after you saw me, uh, turn my lights on, you know, something like that. So, um, but I've never met a bad cop. I know that, you know, there are bad people out there and some of them get into policing. Um, you know, but I was watching this video on, uh, it was on Facebook and there's this young black man and the cop is trying to write him a ticket for something. And the cop is staying calm and the kid is well no pardon me the guy's in his 30s his voice sounds like a kid but is he said it, that he's in his 30s and uh the cop is writing him multiple tickets he doesn't even realize that the cop keeps flipping it the page in his ticket book and he's making fun of the cop like were you in the, you know, the stupid class in school? What's taking you so long to write that ticket? And the cop is keeping his cool. And he keeps walking away from the young man to not lose his temper. And the young, the man keeps threatening the cop physically. You know, he says, you know, you're, you're writing checks that your ass can't cash. And the cop's like, what do you mean by that? Are you threatening me? Because that's a common threat when you're getting ready to fight somebody your, your mouth's writing a check your ass can't cash except the guy says the man who's being written the tickets is he just says you're writing checks your ass can't cash and then as the cops are walking away 
and like more officers pulled up on the scene and uh, to back up the first cop and there's a lady cop who's kind of attractive and the guy, guy keeps saying, no, you're cute, you shouldn't be a cop. And she's got some ink going down her arm. She ain't no, you know, nobody to mess with, it looks like. And, but she was attractive. And, the, but the dude's just like berating the cops, you know, and making threats. And he's like, y'all got your guns, but this is the last thing he says. He's y'all got your guns. What are you gonna do when we come back at you with our guns and we put some caps in y'all? And then finally, the first officer says, "That's it. That's a threat. Hands on the wall." And they start to arrest him. And you know, people are, are gonna see, you know, video and whatever of this, uh, you know, black man being arrested. And they're going to say, oh, police brutality, racism. No, he threatened the cop multiple times in the video as he's recording. And he's being so ignorant and disrespectful. And it's like, you feel bad for the cop. But the cop does such a great job of when he's, when the cop, you can see him starting to get angry. He walks away and the dude's taunting him as he's walking away. And it's like, man, you know, it, the stuff that cops have to put up with. Uh, I mean, you know, but they need, the police need more training, more money, uh, you know, more time off, you know, more, more respect. You're not even seeing a fraction of the interactions that occur daily with the police and citizens. You know, you're not even seeing a fraction of them. And, and it's like, man, you know, the media just portrays police as the bad guys anymore. And it's like, God dang. I'm so glad there's social media out there so people like me can speak out. You know, I've, I've met so many cops in my life. And I know there are cops in my area that are under suspension and under investigation and have had their problems. You know, but frankly, I guess I got to take that back because one of my cop friends, he's not a cop anymore. You know, he got a DUI and he got punished for it. He lost his spot on the police force. You know, so, I mean, it's like, and it's not... Uh, um, a Wellsville cop, by the way. Somebody was a cop in St. Clair Township. Um, I guess I gotta walk that back because there was, you know, I, I mean, I've seen some bad cops. There was a cop that um, I was trying to steal his girlfriend and it didn't work out well for me at all. 
Um, but he didn't do anything wrong. He would just, you know, drive by her work in his police cruiser. And if he saw, you know, cars sitting in the parking lot, he would call her on the phone at work. And he would call her on the work phone that she had to answer. And who's in there? What are they saying? Why are they in there? And stuff like that. Well, you know, it's a business. People go in there for business. Uh, and I would hear her saying on the phone, hey, I can't help but people come in here when I'm in here. Uh, one day he called and asked her what, you know, why the owner's son's car was in the parking lot. And she's like, that's the owner's son. He works here too. <laughs> and so, I guess I can't say I've never had a bad interaction with cops. And every cop I know is perfect. But I know the ones in Wellsville, Ohio are good. Um, that's my home base. Uh, and, you know, I, I know who they are and they're good people. Um, and if there's a bad one, they get weeded out and sent to another department. Um, but anyways, enough of that. Some things we're not supposed to say. Um, but I, I mean, police need more training. I mean, they get some at the academy, but then after that, it's kind of like you're just out there most of the time. You know, I, I can't speak for every department in America, but you know, one thing, when people get violent with the cops, the cops need to know grappling. They need to know uh, martial arts to be able to subdue that person quickly. Uh, you know, I often use the ultimate fighting as an example. Like the littlest guy in ultimate fighting used to be Hoist Gracie, but he won the first three ultimate fighting tournaments. Um, and of course the caliber of fighters back then was nothing like it is today uh, but you know knowing jujitsu and grappling and how to you know wrestle with somebody on the ground and of course once these people get you know it to a ground or scuffle with cops now they're going after the cops guns they're trying to grab the cops tasers uh, and then the cops have no other choice of what to do. What are they supposed to do? Uh, you know. I don't know, man. As far as the black community goes, I mean. Yeah, they, the black community needs help. You know, they need to get uh, jobs and things into that community the black community needs to be a community again you know it, it's just this the the things that black americans are born into and that they don't have to live that way and be that way their whole lives but you know what they live through every day uh does create their problem. It's a social economic problem, you know. So it's 
it's something that can be solved. It is a matter of you can't. I know Sandy Cortez says it's a joke, but it's become a, a thing of working people of all races. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You just have to want it. Um, and I know there are a lot of black people out there that want it. They just need help. And I don't know, man. It's such, such a big problem. There's no simple answer that I can give you. But I'll, I'll, remember, I'll always remember I don't know I'll remember this when I'm 90 uh, but I, I start to say I will always remember I can't say that I will always remember but I do remember right now a young black kid from uh, inner city Youngstown, bad part of the city um, should, I mean not to say inner city it wasn't exactly in the middle of whatever uh, he was saying that, you know, you don't understand our world. And I, I had to agree with him, you know. And I said, and you don't understand mine. Uh, I'm not from, you know, privilege. You know, I had to decide I was going to be the first person in my family to go to college. I had to, and I got made fun of by family members for it. <laughs> you know that's why they were sitting in the front row uh, when my friends and I uh, brought former first lady Barbara Bush to campus because that was my way of saying who's laughing now uh, but you know we all have different situations that nobody else can understand but us it's how you deal with that situation you know life is 10% the the situation that you're confronted with and 90% how you deal with it so you know use your adversity to be your triumph use your adversity or the people that make fun of you or the poverty you grew up in to be your motivation to overcome, not your crutch through life. And that applies to everybody, all of us, you know. But lastly, I want to read this uh, article. So you're going to get an extreme close-up if you're on YouTube. Sorry. Um, but... Supposedly, Joe Biden has opened up a 13-point lead over Donald Trump. This is a Kaiser Family Foundation poll. And I don't know what latest Kai latest Kaiser Family Foundation tracking poll released Friday. So Biden is at 51%, Trump at 38%, 37% said they would definitely vote for him in November. Well, wait a minute. 
<laughs> he got 51% of the votes in the poll. Among those who preferred Biden, 37% said they would definitely vote for him in the poll. So that's not really a lead. I can guarantee you that 38% that was for Trump are definitely voting for Trump. Uh, so 37% said they would definitely vote for but <laughs> See, man, they manufacture these polls to try and keep Trump supporters away or try to discourage moderate Republicans. So let me read this paragraph. This is all, all I have to read. Let me wipe my eye out. So, the poll shows presumptive Democrat nominee garnering about 51% of the vote in the general election, while Trump trails with 38%. Among those who preferred Biden, 37% said they would definitely vote for him in November, while another 14% said they probably would. <laughs> uh, well, I'll read the second paragraph too. For Trump, 30% of respondents said definitely, while 8% said probably. So they're basing this on probabilities. So really, it's like a neck and neck race. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Pete. What, what a trip. So see, that's where I come up with this idea that they're making these polls up to discourage Trump voters. Uh, you know, oh, look, 51%. And they're doing it to influence other Americans in how they vote. They're they're going to, the media is gonna take this the this article came from the Hill. Um so we're now going by probabilities and maybes in polling. So that makes it interesting to me. Um, I'll put this down in the description on YouTube. And by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, obviously you know what you're watching, but if you're listening on podcast, this is the panic attack. It go I go by the same name on YouTube, the panic attack or well it's just panic attack, not the panic attack with Big John. All all podcasting platforms, this is up and running for free. Um also on Facebook uh, it's called John Morrow, a conservative op-ed page. And then 
on Twitter, my handle is at the real big John. The at the real underscore big John. Some friends of mine made that Twitter up for me like 10 years ago. And for a good many of those years, it went unused. And then uh, I started using it. Occasionally, I'll actually post, well, I post all these podcasts on there. But um, I usually retweet what other people tweet. Um, other conservatives, wrestlers. Um, I had a whole bunch of retweets from the hashtag speaking out movement uh, the other day. So I'll wrap this up uh, with the with this. Um, you know, you use your tragedy to be your triumph. That's the only advice I can give you. Make your tragedy your triumph in life. I think that's a good way to end things. Aside from taking a big gulp of water so I don't cough. And also by saying, God bless you. Thank you for listening and watching. And pray for one another. Thank you very much. Very, very much.